0: Maybe I'm crazy, but uh, Game of Thrones has jumped the shark.
1: Is that the phrase you are going to use? Jump, yes. Okay. I mean, just jump, jump the dragon. Jump the j- <laughs> sucks. It's
0: it's become very obvious they are no longer writing from the book.
1: Yeah, now they're trying to wrap it up.
0: Yeah, they're quickly, all encompassing. All right, all right, all right, all right. going to let right, everything right. happen at once. <laughs> uh, I, it took me some time emotionally to process everything that happened Sunday night, and that's where I've landed. I tried to be the resistance.
1: Yeah. But I couldn't do it. I watched the second episode. I watched the episode again last night, and I was like, "What did I expect? Like, no.
0: what, did you, what did you expect? You thought you, th- you thought you'd see new things. We'll no, talk about just, it later okay. uh, in depth. But yeah, that's how I feel right now."
1: Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm
0: not. Maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. That is Brandon Newman. Hola. Um, I regret not wearing a jacket today. Why? It's a bit chilly in here.
1: Thank. Well, I. It's like rainy and gloomy. It's been kind of gloomy in LA. It's, it can decide what it wants I, to be. People don't want to talk to me. Like people get, I get trash. I yeah, you, I get you should. flack when well, I, I talk know. about can the weather. You? Here. We
0: can talk about the weather now. It's May. Like it's yeah. nice most places now.
1: Yes, and it is gloomy, and there was some weather. We had some weather this weekend. Yeah. yeah. It
0: wasn't always sunny.
1: Yes. In California. Amen. There you go. There
0: you go. Uh, Marcus Johnson. (laughs) Yes. OG. UCLA legends.
1: Old school. Bucks
0: legends. uh, Mm -hmm. TV analyst for the Bucks. Um, He is very pro Giannis. Yep. um, Which I I have been pro Giannis. I've just been a little skeptical of the Bucks this year. But we will talk to him about the Bucks and Raptors series. We'll talk to him about the Western Conference, the finals, uh, Lakers, and uh, what might happen with Zion tonight? Mm. Um, so he joins us. We're going to talk about NFL power team rankings because you know how I love a good list. Uh, pizza scissors. Shuts out. And this amazing Snapchat Don't gender do swap do filter, that. which really has just elevated my self esteem to a whole other <gasps> level, which I needed. Uh, the Rockets uh, <laughs> s- needed. silly process. Uh, the Saints still will not shut the bleep up about that that call if you can believe it um and terry rozier is selling everything he is spilling all the tea Mm. for petty court this week but let's start with marcus johnson all right marcus johnson thank you so much for joining us he is uh currently a bucks analyst but of course a ucla legend Mm -hmm. played under the wizard of westwood john wooden five-time nba all-star uh and uh and friend basically family Squat
2: is what you are yes um well thank you i appreciate that joy (laughs) good being here
0: (laughs) thanks for joining us um so i we got to be honest with you um well i will be honest with you i wasn't a huge believer although i very much like Giannis, i was not a huge believer in the bucks this year i i felt like they were going to do a little raptors-esque um be great regular season team and then get to the playoffs and be a huge disappointment um we're all fools why exactly do you think that everyone nationally sort of doubted the bucks this year
2: well i think a lot of that was because of uh the way they looked at the bucks usage of three-point shot and you know how borderline gimmicky it, it it was um you know you can do that if you're houston and you've got a james harden who can Scored 35 points a game and knocked down a lot of those points from behind the three-point line. Uh, for us, our superstar is Giannis and D'Acuupo, and 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 he averages what about 17, 18 points uh, at the rim per game. And so the thought process, Joy, was that in the playoffs, the game slowed down into a half-court game. Teams would pack it in on the inside, build that wall, like we saw the Celtics do in Game One uh, against the Bucks, and that Giannis's effectiveness. Would be uh, severely court- cur- curtailed. And uh, so that's kind of was the, the prevailing wisdom going into the playoffs. But, uh, you know, Rudy Tom John just talked about, you know, never discounting the heart of a champion. Well, Giannis and Dedecumpo's got that kind of a heart. And uh, he is so relentless that he just basically wears down your defense. And especially with the style of up tempo transition basketball, we were number one number one transition team in the league in terms of, of uh, the amount of times you like to get out and run. And so, uh, that just kind of wears you down defensively. But hey, I ain't mad at you. I understand it. everybody, a lot of people. Uh, Ryan Hollins is another good buddy of ours. He's another guy that uh, <laughs> talked about us uh, being uh, tossed to the side by Boston. So it's a lot of people that felt that same way, and uh, it, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. <laughs>
0: uh, well, I did say that he was the MVP all year, so I, I'll, yes, I'll yes. give <laughs> myself credit in that regard. He was the MVP.
2: <laughs> we well, thank you. For that. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> was definitely go. Go. the MVP for you on that. that. Right,
0: but. So we know Giannis is going to be great. He's going to have to be great. But what is the rest of the team going to have to do to not only get through this Eastern Conference Finals, but do whatever they need to do in the West, if they we make it there? Or in the Finals, against the West?
2: Well, look, you know, Toronto is no joke. They were fifth in offensive and defensive rating. The Bucks were the number one team defensively, I think, fourth in offense. So both well, no. teams are really balanced in terms of uh, – of being difficult to score against and to stop from scoring. And then in Toronto, you've got Kawhi Leonard, who's averaging 33, 34 points a game uh, against a very good Philadelphia Sixer team. And we saw what he did in game seven. So that's going to be the biggest challenge of how you deal with him. And Kawhi's offensive game on paper is perfectly suited to attack what the Bucks like to do defensively. They'll give mm. up mid-range shots, the Bucks. Well, they gave up, gave up more mid-range shots, I think, than anybody in the league this year, cutting down shots at the rim and cutting down high-quality looks, and that's corner threes Are during the season. Gave up a lot of threes, but 77% of those were from the break line. They weren't from the corners. And so with a guy like Kawhi, to answer your question, dealing with Kawhi, the Kawhi factor, how do you deal with him? Chris Middleton is going to be key. I've been watching video of the, the two teams and how they played this season, and the Bucks did a really solid job, Chris Middleton in particular, of uh, denying Ka- Kawhi the basketball, making shots tough. Uh, when he comes off ball screens, uh, doing a rear view contest, standing behind him and kind of getting a hand into his space to make him feel you, and hopefully that'll throw off his shot. So it's not going to be easy. This is a great basketball team. The Raptors are. These two teams have been the, the two top teams in the East all season long, and you know it's just sort of fitting that they meet in the Eastern Conference Finals. But it's got to be great defense once again, especially against the alpha dog of the Raptors, Kawhi Leonard.
0: Well, that said... You are going to have to find something for Kawhi because he's been incredible. But I did not like what I saw from the rest of the Raptors at the end of that right. Game 7. Nobody wanted to shoot. Siakam didn't even want to look at the mm. rim. It was Kyle like if Larry he looked at it, he would turn into stone. Yes. <laughs> so what do the Raptors have for Giannis? Like, what? who do they have for Giannis?
2: Well, we hope nobody. That's our hope. <laughs> hey. but, and I agree with you. It's funny watching that game because I was looking at Siakam and just the look in his eyes and just the... The, the, and I, I won't call it a fear. I won't go 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 that far. But it, it was like some reticence there, yeah, to, 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 to really kind of take over or do anything aggressively with the basketball. And against the Bucks, this dude has just been a nightmare. He is—he's been the one guy on their team. He's been better than Kawhi against us this season when we played them. And a lot of times he's matched up against Giannis, and he showed no fear. And that one-on-one matchup, I think he had 28 points the last time we played them uh, back on January 31st. But. Uh, That being said, they're going to need Kyle Lowry to be the Bulldog, North Philly Kyle Lowry that he was in the late stages of of that Philly game. If he's not knocking down shots to do the other things, get some charges, get some steals, play good solid defense, he's going to have his hands full with Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe Mm. matches up really well with Kyle Lowry, and Bledsoe's ability to to, to beat him off the dribble is going to be key for us. So that's going to be uh, a big, big big key. Uh, In terms of Giannis defensively, Serge Ibaka is probably the guy that – We'll get the bulk of the minutes against Giannis. Defensively, he's got the size, the strength. He's uh, a pretty fleet of foot in terms of ca- trying to keep Giannis in front of him. But, again, the Bucks do such a great job of forcing cross matches, other guys having a matchup with Giannis because we get out in transition so much. So, uh, look, Nick Nurse, is, Nick Nurse has shown himself to be a very, very capable basketball coach. He's got to come up with some type of defensive strategy. I, I, I suppose it will be – uh, the same strategy that most teams have used against Giannis, playing physical, playing aggressive, trying to break the ball out of his hands, show him a wall of three and four defenders every time he comes down the floor. And so that being said, it's imperative for our big guys, uh, Brooke Lopez and, and 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 Ilya Sova and Nico mm-hmm. Miritich and Chris Middleton to knock down three-point shots. And that's one of the reasons having Malcolm Brogdon back and getting healthier every day, I think it's going to yeah. be uh, a big boost for us in terms of what we do offensively.
1: Okay, so moving forward, I'm picking the Bucks to play in the Western Conference Finals. What I think will be against the Warriors. You talked about a lot of guys uh, for the Bucks. I'm a Pat Connaughton guy. I graduated from Notre Dame, so I'm always looking for him to do something. What, obviously, deeper in the finals, you get seven guys that are really going to be the guys that are going to be playing. Who's somebody for the Bucks that is going to give the Warriors fits in the finals?
2: <laughs> well. We- So you want me to skip ahead, then, man? You. I mean, I. You,
1: you, you went down the list. You, said (laughs) said, all the guys. I I feel like. I (laughs) I
2: can do that. I can do that. And we played the Warriors well this year. We, we, they they beat us. I think in Milwaukee, we got them out of Oakland, but uh, matched up pretty well with them. It depends, obviously, on Kevin Durant, Mm. what his status is at the time, and he's a nightmare matchup for anybody in the league. So, uh, you know, that's that's just a tough guard. Uh, But for us, you mentioned Pat Connaughton, our bench has been as solid as any bench in the league. We totally mm. outplayed the Boston bench. And that was one of the strengths going into the Boston series was that was the, the, the depth of the Celtics uh, with Rozier and uh, Jalen Brown, if he didn't start, or Gordon Hayward, if he was coming off the bench. You know, that was one of the things that really concerned us, Marcus Smart in terms of his availability. But we just dominated that Celtics bench. The Warriors are not a deep basketball team, so I think that the, the better job that we can do of making them play at a fast pace and getting to uh, their shooters, Thompson, the Splash Brothers and, and obviously Steph, uh, you know, gives us a better chance of uh, hanging with them and having some success. I think teams that can attack the rim against the Warriors, they don't have that that rim protector inside. We've got the greatest rim attacker Mm. in all of basketball in Giannis and Dettacupo. So I think that gives us an opportunity right there to to make things uh, a little bit more even against this great basketball team. Their advantage, they've been there with the last three or four years, whatever it's been. They've been in the finals uh, so consistently over the last few years that they know how to deal with the pressure and everything else it takes uh, to be a champion. Right now, this basketball team in Milwaukee, we're still kind of learning that process.
0: What do you call them, the bench mob?
2: Bench mob, that's what Pat Collins says. that Don't call them a second unit. The bench mob is more of a promotion than a demotion. Second unit is like a demotion. That's that Notre Dame thing, man. Yeah, yeah, next level,
0: next level. I love that. Um, All right, so skipping over to that series. I'm very excited about that series. Uh, The Blazers, I've been hoping that it it was going to be the Blazers uh, in the Western Conference Finals because I love watching C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard play together. I think they're a fun, uh, aggressive team. I don't know how they ma- – I, well, I didn't know how they matched up against the Warriors with Kevin Durant, but we're assuming – I'm assuming that Kevin Durant is not going to be back for this series. I know people are being optimistic, but he hasn't even stepped on the court yet, according to Steve Kerr. So mm-hmm. let's just assume he's out. How, how do you think this series goes? Because I think a lot of people are automatically writing the Blazers off. And I, I think they match up pretty well.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, whenever you've got uh, two guards, as you mentioned, and, and McCollum – and Lillard that are capable of going off for 40, uh, they're mm. going to put you and keep you in games, especially in a half-court type of a situation like a like a Western Conference or an Eastern Conference final. So who can create their shots off the dribble? Who can create separation? Who can create space? McCollum has shown that he's as good as anybody in the league in doing that. We know Dame Lillard can do that. So that's going to be uh, a huge key. It's going to be the other guys, the Evan Turners, and some of these other guys for the Blazers. Uh, how well they're, they're able to kind of step up under that pressure. And again, that's the one thing to not take for granted is, is the fact that the Blazers. What uh, I think a couple of years in a row, they've been bouncing in the first round, and right. right now they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm usually a big believer in kind of incremental progress, and that mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's like uh, the Bulls having to go through the Pistons, and the Pistons having to go through the Celtics before you get your breakthrough. Can the Blazers get their breakthrough against the Warriors? Well, without Kevin Durant, that gives them a lot better chance than with Kevin Durant if he's playing for Golden State. Uh, But uh, a lot of it's going to be on on the support players. I think Dame Lillard, uh, C.J. McCollum, both will do their thing, be effective, but who else will be able to give them the kind of point production that they're going to need? And then you know, defending Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, uh, Draymond Green. I mean, these are all stars. These are Hall of Fame type players. Uh, how well the Blazers are able to handle them. The good thing for the Blazers, they've played them enough over the years. They're familiar with them. Uh, there'll be no surprises. Ter- Terry Stotts, who I worked with uh, in Seattle when I was a broadcaster, he was an assistant coach with George Carl. He's one of the bright, I won't say young minds. He's as old as I am, so he's not young anymore, <laughs> but he's one of the bright minds in basketball. And uh, I expect that this will be a very competitive series.
0: Do you think that Steph Curry gets a little, it's tough to say overlooked because it is Steph Curry. But I feel like he this game that he had against the Rockets going scoreless in the first half and coming back and really just ending all doubts with Kevin Durant being out is kind of a nice reminder like yeah Steph Curry is really a, a transcendent all-time great player that kind of got buried with Kevin Durant coming to the Warriors.
2: Well that's a, that's a great observation and, that, and that's that's I mean you took like the thought right out of my mind when I'm watching <laughs> this team play. Uh, during the playoffs, and Durant's busting 40s, and I look and see that Steph has you know, 18 or 21 or whatever it is, at 13, I think, one game when, when when Durant had the big game. And I think that's why, and I won't say without Durant, that, that, that that's, a, that's a bonus by any stretch of the imagination, but now we're going to see old-school Warriors pre-Durant mm-hmm. years right. when it's all about the Splash Brothers, and they've got the ball in their hands, and we'll be reminded, like we were in Game 7, Steph Curry is what, a two-time MVP? I mean, we're 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 going to be reminded just how good Steph Curry is, I think, in this series, especially if Kevin Durant is not available. Kevin Durant is one of the transcendent offensive players in the history of this game. The things he's able to do with his size, almost seven feet, shoot the ball, put it on the floor, score at will. And and, and for me, watching the Warriors has has become boring because they're they're just too good. They've got too too many weapons. You just can't stop them all at some point. You know, something's got to give and it's normally or usually uh, Durant kind of shooting over a smaller defender, but right now this makes things a little bit more interesting a little bit more competitive Amen. And as you mentioned joy, I think it gives Steph Curry a chance to kind of reassert himself as one of the top two or three players in the league I think there has been a little slippage uh, the last couple of years and it's been primarily because of the uh, existence of Kevin Durant in that offense and his ability his efficiency and his ability to uh, put point to the board.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited for both these series. So also tonight is the ping pong ball lottery Ooh. which could uh a specific bounce could change the next 10 years of the NBA, mm-hmm. at least for one franchise it will. What do you think of Zion? Everybody has uh it, it almost feels like it's taboo to be critical of anything that Zion is cuz he's such a he's such a phenom and he's so he just plays with happiness, and it just makes you love. He made Duke lovable, okay? Right. So he's basically yeah. a messiah at this point. <laughs> but, you know, there are some questions about his size and how does his game translate to the NBA. What do you think of of Zion first, and where would you like to see him go?
2: Well, I mean, my only question with a guy like that, and, and it was similar to Charles Barkley at 6'5", when he was about 280. Mm. Just, t- you know, how much of a pounding can his skeletal, Take with that much weight and with that much athleticism what goes up must come down and that's a lot of poundage on that skeletal system so how long will the back and the knees be able to absorb that poundage before he has to think about maybe dropping a few pounds maybe he doesn't I don't know you know he, he seems to be real comfortable playing at whatever whatever weight where he is 260 270 whatever it is the thing that I watch when I watch Zion I watch okay his explosiveness is off the charts we know all about that the dunks and everything else but it's those, it's those finishes off a contact going to the basket. It's that soft touch and the mm-hmm. ability to, 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 to float by a defender, not get an offensive foul, still find that angle on the backboard, soft little kiss off the glass and finish. He is so good at that, and he can use both hands in doing so. We saw him in the playoffs when things got tight for Duke. His ability to step out and knock down three-pointers under pressure really kind of surprised me. I've seen him do it throughout the regular season on occasion, but and the pressure of a playoff game, to be able to do that and knock down those shots consistently, consistently was really impressive. So I'm really, really uh, high on Zion Williamson. I think he's going to be an outstanding player. And the pro game is better suited for a lot of guys. When I came out of college, you know, I was a guy whose game was better suited in transition, up and down basketball, where athleticism becomes more Ooh. of a factor. When Zion gets up into the NBA with that fast-paced up and down type of transition basketball that's played a lot. Uh, In this league, I think he's going to be uh, even more effective than what we saw. A lot more open court situations for him to use that size, that strength, that that athleticism. So, I mean, yeah, he, he, to me, hands down, is going to be, I believe, a really, really solid to, 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 to outstanding player in this league.
1: Well, based on your assessment, which is a great one, got me excited to watch Zion in the NBA again. Where do you want to see him go and why?
2: Well, give me some options. What we got? We got the Knicks. I mean, The, Knicks, well, the Knicks,
0: Cavaliers, and the Suns have the highest percentage of 14%. And then it goes Bulls, yes. Hawks, Wizards, and well, then you know, down the, from the
2: there. The Cavaliers side, uh, Jim, Jim Beeline from uh, Michigan, who is an outstanding defensive young team. You know, I, I don't know if I'd like to see him. Between those two teams, I, I think I'd, I'd probably prefer him matched up uh, with Monty Williamson and, and the good young talent. That they've got down in phoenix just mm. to to keep the pressure away from him just a bit i mean same thing would happen in cleveland but uh um, Zion experience some 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 warm weather and, uh, and 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 a coach that may be better suited for his personality right at this stage i'm not you know and that's no knock on beeline i don't know him don't know his coaching style in terms of what he's like in a practice situation but um you know it's It's tough It's six in one hand half a dozen the other I I can't really commit to one of the others being a better situation for him between those two I mean the only thing that would uh, I think kind of shake things up is if if the Knicks kind of got back into the into the Conversation some sort of way and uh, he fell into their laps and then that would uh, really uh, make things interesting
0: Well finally before we let you go We got to ask you about uh, the guy who used to run the NBA who was LeBron Mm. how quickly that changed uh, we're out in LA, so we're in the midst of uh, this, I don't even know what to call it, disaster with the Lakers, everything that's going on over there. Um, what do you think the Lakers need to do? Because I have a lot of opinions about the Lakers and we could talk for the next you know three hours about it. But for me, my frustration lies in that, you know, LeBron is in uh, what feels like a twilight of his career. And I was very excited for him to come to the Lakers and get the Lakers back to prominence. And it feels like, you know, the front office is doing everything they can to keep us from that happiness. So I don't know. I don't know what has to change or what they need to do. But, but what are your thoughts on the Lakers, where they stand right now?
2: Well, look, Frank Vogel is, a, is an outstanding coach. And I, and I had a chance to watch him with his good teams in, in Indiana, those Pacer teams, uh, really solid. I think they got to an Eastern Conference finals one year. We don't talk so much about Orlando. That was a yeah. kind of a rebuild situation for him. But you think about his Patriot teams, and they were very, very competitive. Maybe didn't play uh, with the most freedom offensively that you would like. But then that's why I think that's one of the reasons why you have Jason Kidd on board uh, with Frank Bogle. I think that's a really good combination. I know a lot of people are, are, are second guessing that, saying, you know, Jason Kidd wanted to run the show in Brooklyn and in Milwaukee. Well, I never got any sense of that. Uh, in Milwaukee with Jason Kidd and and I watched Jason Kidd as a coach with the Bucks and I'm not one of those guys that that uh, had had a huge knock on him I thought he was he was progressing where he was supposed to be in terms of coaching trajectory and the lack of experience that he had as a head coach I think it was his fourth or fifth year uh, when he was let go by the Bucks and so I think the combination of those two Jason Kidd working with Lonzo Ball Jason Kidd being able to relate to LeBron James and uh, kind of contemporaries and being able to talk to him when necessary. It may not be necessary. Who knows? But I think that's, that, that's a step in the right direction. Frank Vogel is just one of those solid NBA hires that the Lakers have made. Yeah, everybody wanted Tyron Lue to come in because of um, uh, his prior relationship with LeBron. Didn't work out. But I think the Lakers did themselves about as good as they could do with this hire uh, when they couldn't come to terms with Lue. Uh, In terms of overall they've got some good young talent. I think talent is always the thing that you've got to put around LeBron shooting Cleveland was so good with LeBron because of Korver because of Smith because of all these Kevin Love all these guys that could stretch the floor and Knock down three-point shots the Lakers um, Are are not good in that area and that's one of the things they've got to look to to really improve Improve upon right away is bring more shooting uh, on this team with LeBron and kind of see what happens you remember when LeBron got hurt in December. I think the Lakers were fourth or fifth uh, in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I think when ball went down, they were still uh, in the playoff hunt. And so those injuries, you just cannot discount the, the devastation that those injuries had on this team's ability to get to the playoffs. Those two guys don't get hurt. This is the fourth or fifth seed, you know, and maybe a home court advantage in the playoffs. And with LeBron, anything can mm. happen. But it was just one of those situations. And Joy, you point it to it, but he's at a stage of his career where he was just due to have have something go wrong. You you can't you can't fight Father Time and win every single season. This was a season for him to go through his injuries. I think next year he'll come back even stronger, more focused mentally, and a better person and player for having gone through what he went through this year.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us. Ooh. Before we let you go, uh, I do want to mention that you can still dunk. Marcus can still dunk. What he, he has a great yeah. Instagram follow.
2: What is your Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is old school eight eight eight. Now, I can still dunk, but say I have to pull a, like, Tom Brady on the basketball. I had to, like, deflate the ball just <laughs> <laughs> like, a, a little bit easier. That's one of the things that I've lost. A little hand strength Yeah, a little yeah, bit of course, with. of course. My legs are still pretty much intact, and I can get up there and, and get it over the rim. So, yeah, I can dunk, but I did a little Tom Brady with the basketball. I got to mess you. up that.
0: Yeah, you didn't have to qualify it, you know.
2: Nobody knew that. Oh, we saw it, it was impressive. I think oh, that rim was like nine feet. No, the rim was <laughs> the rim was probably ten feet, eleven and a half inches. Right. The ball a little deflated, but hey, I'm 63 years old. What do you want?
1: I ain't lost that athleticism yet, huh?
2: Well, you know, it's just when I land. So I down, <laughs> it's free. Well, I, well I, feel every, I feel every every day of that 63 years old. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: well, it's a it's a good follow. Old school 888. Uh, I think it, is it the same on Twitter as well?
2: Yes. Okay, yes, so follow follow Man. Marcus
0: on there. Thank you for joining us. Um, good luck to the Bucks um, in the playoffs. And next time you're in LA, we we'll hope you you'll come in and sit with us and kick it some more.
2: Sounds like a winner. Thank you, guys.
1: I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. We about to turn up in the NBA. All right. What am I winning
0: or quitting today?
1: 11 NBA teams are in the Zion Williamson Raffle, also known as the NBA Giraffe Lottery. Mm-hmm. The Knicks, the Cavs, the Suns all have 14% chance of getting the first round overall pick in the draft, while the Chicago Bulls are right behind those teams at 12.5% joy zion should pray the bulls get the first round pick with it or quit it
0: um quit it what, what? i don't think he i think he should be praying that that some other teams don't mm. uh i don't know if he should I specifically be playing praying for the bulls by the way i love the nba giraffe lottery
1: you do why
0: did anyone hear what i said i it love such the a good NBA joke because you just said the nba giraffe lottery is that not... Get it? Giraffe. You just said giraffe. You said it so fast, it sounded like giraffe. It really
1: wasn't giraffe, though. It's draft. I am still looking for the difference.
0: <laughs> we finally wrong found dimension. a word that you say weird. That was, was always in like, my like- case, because I say tournament wrong, and you say giraffe, and draft the same way. I say so many things wrong. All right. Let me... Uh, Zion? Why would we say Zion wrong now, too? Zion. Zion? Zion?
1: Ooh, Zion or Zion. Zion? Z- Zion? Zion. Zion. Zion Williamson. Mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little pan. No, I'm pam, not changing that. Pam, so pam they, just thing going on there. enjoy
0: that for the next fifteen years. Um, all right, let's break down where Zion <laughs> yes. is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, start with the Knicks. Yes. The Knicks. The Knicks have fourteen percent chance of getting Zion Williamson. Everyone in life should, unless you are a fan of any other team other than the Knicks, or if you just hate fun, you should be praying. To all the sports gods, and people in New York are literally praying right so, now yeah. uh, that they the Knicks get the number one overall pick. Because, listen, Zion is a superstar. He is prepackaged, ready to go, huge following, huge buzz, fun to watch, will sell jerseys, will sell season tickets, will bring huge marketing deals. He's ready to go. Now, what he's going to do on the court, we don't know. But as far as everything else goes... Plug and play, and that's what the Knicks need. The Knicks need an explosive superstar. We don't know if KD or Kyrie are coming yet, but if they get the number one overall pick tonight in the draft lottery, please, 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 God, please. The the NBA is going to change forever. I need the Knicks to be good, and you do too. And here's why: people hate the Knicks, and and understandably so. I'm a Heat fan, so I've been with the Knicks forever. But I do respect the brand that is the Knicks. Okay, they are the most profitable franchise in the NBA, despite their years and years of dysfunction, and that's facts. They're worth four billion dollars, and they have been the most profitable for the last four years. If you can believe that, that's what James Dolan. Now, that said, they do have a completely dysfunctional ownership situation, which I don't love. Right, but You know, you can't have everything. They do have the only all African-American front office in Mills, Perry, and Fisdale, Mm -hmm. which I absolutely love. And I think that's going to be part of what gets KD there as well. Their Cornerstone NBA franchise, the league will be better if they are relevant. And this is a huge relevancy move for the Knicks. So I love this. I hope this happens. This is this is this is what everyone wants happening. This no. is what's going to happen. Everyone this is What's going to happen?
1: Everybody who wants this happen. Isn't considering Zion Williamson and his growth as an NBA player and as a basketball player because I am afraid that a market that is too large for Zion will keep him from reaching the full potential he can get to. LeBron James, we saw him be LeBron James because, in my opinion, he went to such a smaller market in Cleveland. I think get him in a smaller market, re, so just somewhere else. The Knicks is just too big.
0: No, I they, get, they get KD. Like, you eat? No. You're gonna get both. You're gonna get everything. Whatever. It's gonna be wonderful. All right, well, who's next?
1: Cleveland Cavaliers, same so the, chances. Yeah, so
0: the Cavs also have fourteen percent. Yep. I'm so tired of the Cavs getting number one overall picks. Um I'm just what over it. Mean? I'm tired of it. They've had enough. All right, enough with that. Um it would be somewhat tolerable because I've already swallowed the initial pill of having to watch Cleveland right. basketball for as long as I have. So uh, that said, they did manage to somewhat handle LeBron. I mean, they did win a championship, so the 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 B-line hire okay i mean i don't nobody knows what to expect from him he was no. a great college coach he's never coached in the nba which is what i don't love about about zion possibly going here because yeah. it's it's too much of an adjustment you're getting a huge superstar a ton of attention he's never been an nba uh, level coach it's too much. It's too much. I don't think that this is a good situation for Zion, and I'm tired of them getting any more overall picks. All right, who's next? Phoenix Suns. No, 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 no. Okay, first of all, John Morant is the fit for the Phoenix Suns, and I don't even want Agreed. John Morant to go there, okay? At all. Sarver doesn't deserve any more talent. We've gotta get Devin Booker out of there somehow. We've gotta get him out of there, all right? And if you have any questions or fix about fixing or conspiracy or anything like that, it should be if the Suns don't get the number one overall pick, because I'm gonna tell you right now, what Adam Silver ain't about to do is deal with Sarver for the next five years. That's what he ain't about to do with his life, okay? He ain't about to be going to, to Sarver every single day, having to deal with him, text messages and stuff, that ain't happening, all right? So no, they're not getting the number one overall pick. Please. Don't send him there. And listen, I'll do respect to Monty Williams. I hope he's successful. Mm-hmm. But Sarver's still the owner of the team. Yeah. At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So you can talk about all the talent that they have and all that stuff, and that's nice. But ownership is still you can't you can't overcome that level of dysfunction.
1: You can't you can't chastise their ownership and then say the Knicks are fine.
0: No, the Knicks aren't fine, but okay. the Knicks are in New York. And the Cavs okay. aren't fine, but the Cavs have won a championship in okay. the last five years. The Suns have not done any of those things. Yeah. So next.
1: Chicago Bulls.
0: I don't hate this because it is the Chicago Bulls. It hey, is Chicago. Yes. They have done some winning. Mm-hmm. Okay. They do mm-hmm. have some legends there. They've managed some superstars. They in have the past. managed some superstars. Uh so I'm okay with this. I I, I was a Bulls fan at one point in my life. I am right. no longer a Bulls fan. But I, I would happily watch Bulls games again Yeah. Um. with Ernest. And I think this would be a good place. Yeah, red, for, black,
1: popping again. Yeah, he
0: would look good in the red and black. Mm-hmm. Who's next?
1: Atlanta Hawks.
0: So the Bulls have 12.5%. The Hawks have 10.5%. And it kind of goes down right. staggering from here. Mm-hmm. Uh. Now, people are going to say boo to the Atlanta Hawks. But I actually like the Atlanta Hawks yeah. move because... They do have trey young and that's kind of a fun combination there they would have young hot talent it is atlanta it's a great city i i don't know i actually don't hate this for for the for the teams that have like the lower level percentage chance of getting him right i i actually don't hate this move at all now atlanta atlanta fans sports fans in general don't have the best reputation of being supportive but it it, so neither did miami okay and Mm We're good, so I, I, I'm I'm totally fine with this move. I would not hate it at all. I still want the Knicks first, You're right? But I would not hate this move.
1: I was saying the whole from the beginning since we were watching Zion. I was saying that seeing him with Trey Young in Atlanta Hawks giving like a Shaq Penny Hardaway type of young duo to pay attention to because they're going to end up leaving regardless. But let's see them be good for that team.
0: Yeah, it yeah. would be cracking. Why not? For sure. All right, who's next?
1: Washington Wizards.
0: Shout out to the Capitol, but uh, no.
1: Mm. 9%. And not shout-out to the Capitol. No,
0: no. No, thanks.
1: Mm-mm. DC, but other things. Okay. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks.
0: This is a sleeper move here. Ooh. Okay, now I like it. Now, they have a 6% chance. Yes. But they Washington got Luka, who we love. Yes. They got Wild Boy Przingis. <laughs> Okay. They got wild boy Mark Cuban. Yeah. um, All right. And you add Zion into there. I mean, that's like content Napa Valley, which is the closest thing to heaven on earth. So I'm okay with this. I I would not hate this at all. I would not hate it.
1: No, I mean I couldn't I couldn't take the takes that you just said, but Carlisle, like it's a good situation for Zion. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Zion in Dallas is doable.
0: It is doable. I would not hate this. All right, who's next?
1: The Memphis Grizzlies. Uh
0: shout out to Memphis, but no.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Memphis, though, but no. Yeah. and Penny Hardway. you know, yeah. New Orleans Pelicans.
0: Uh, shout out to the city of my past life. I was definitely a <laughs> blue witch before, um, but no, I cannot allow this either. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And um, Shams Sharania is reporting yes. that the Knicks are interested in trading if they get the number one overall pick, trading the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. And I can tell you right now, I'm going to throw an actual. Two-year-old child fit if we that happens. Do you see Zion in New Orleans? No, I don't want to see Zion in New Orleans. I just said it. No, okay, I don't want to see Zion in New, in New Orleans. And more importantly, I don't care about Anthony Davis in New York. Anthony Davis is boring. Can we just say it? Like okay, just, then. So wow. get him somewhere I
1: don't care about, like the Knicks. It's like when Amari Stoudemire went there. I was if like, Kevin Oh, good. Durant Enjoy. Is there
0: and Kyrie is there. We have to care about the Knicks, and then you can have Anthony Davis. So that 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 defeats that whole thing. I
1: watched the Knicks to watch J.R. Smith during that time period. That's how bad. Uh, anyways next yeah the los angeles lakers
0: so the lakers have a two percent chance with, uh, book it yeah we skipped the timberwolves they have a three percent chance but no
1: I, oh yeah oh yeah i did yeah. I, I was it's, going to say it's, Timberwolves, it's an, honest, and then, it's
0: an honest skip no yeah no it uh, was to honest down and I apologize. the lakers <laughs> are obvi- obviously that would be incredible content wise For but to be frank and to keep it simple and short the, the lakers don't deserve this so no
2: to be frank joy
0: yeah, to be, frank, Vogel, hey. to be frank, Vogel. To be frank, Vogel. I did that on purpose. Uh, no, they
1: don't deserve it. Stumble into content. The Charlotte Bobcats.
0: Shout out to the GOAT, but no. They're not uh, the
1: Bobcats okay. either. What
0: are they? Charlotte Hornets?
1: Yeah. Okay. The
0: Miami Heat. Um. Now, obviously, this would be incredible for me personally. It would be the greatest thing that really? happened to me since Disney made a princess that looked like me. Shout out to Pocahontas. <laughs> but... Yo.
1: I, <laughs> I thought he was going to go it. Tiana. Uh, t- I mean, <laughs> but Pocahontas, Pocahontas look like you. Like, that's that's real. Pocahontas was the original. But you didn't have to wait that long. Like Pocahontas, that. Pocahontas, what do you mean? You didn't have to wait that long for Pocahontas to come up on the Disney Princess. Like, she was right there. What do you mean? How long do you, what do you mean I didn't have to wait that long? The, the. It was a long time First before of all, got. First it was Tiana,
0: not Tatiana. Something like it. I mean, I don't. I don't even know where to break down what you just said. It's Tiana. Have some respect, okay? (laughs) First of all, second, that movie came out like three years ago. I'm 32 years old.
1: It was not three years, but okay, I got you.
0: What do you mean, Pocahontas is way older than Tiana? I don't know what you're saying. Okay, you just completely derailed me. I'm sorry. Uh, The point is, that would be incredible. It would be Pocahontas-level incredible, (laughs) but it's not going to happen, so I'm not even going to allow myself to dream. All right, what's next?
1: The Lakers' offseason has been a disaster. After a month of failed attempts at landing a head coach, the Los Angeles Lakers hired Frank Vogel to a three-year deal with Jason Kidd, also on staff as an assistant and Alonzo Ball Whisperer, making the championship for LeBron James. Very unlikely. Unlikely. Joy, LeBron will still win another championship with the Lakers. With it or quit it? Uh, Quit it. It feels
0: like the end of of LeBron, Um, and and I'm done with the Lakers. Let me throw
1: my Hail Mary. What? Let me complete the Hail Mary by saying he's going to win. He's... You still have to have faith in LeBron.
0: No, I don't. I, and I don't, it's not that I don't have faith in LeBron. I'm sure, uh, like Marcus said, he's going to come back in incredible shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I've been saying since the entire thing began, yeah. the, the injuries were the number one reason why the Lakers' whole thing fell apart this year. That's obvious because right. they were the fourth or fifth seed and were playing great, mm-hmm. trending upwards. And then the injury happened and everybody else got injured. Yeah. And that's that. But. What's been happening with the Lakers has been astonishingly embarrassing. For an organization of that level, yeah. a brand of that level, and the business side is always thriving, so no one's talking about that. It's not like they're losing money or anything. But this is just an embarrassment. It's, this is stuff that happens in Cleveland, Don't okay, and Phoenix, like this is not this is not okay it's not okay all this is going on it's absolute chaos no one knows who's in charge genie Bo- Je- boss genie boss genie bus the boss genie the boss yeah. okay genie boss has like 17 people advising her the situation with the with the coaching search was an absolute disaster and Mm -hmm. an embarrassment and if you want to start from the beginning because everyone just keeps talking about frank vogel's their third third choice they didn't fire luke walton it was a mutual separation so you can start start with luke walking away now maybe Mm -hmm. he was encouraged to walk away and he's got some other stuff going on but that was a mutual separation not a firing then you have monty williams leaking as your number one guy you don't get him which which should have been house cleaning situation there like if it leaks that you have a number one guy you got to do whatever you got to do to get that guy Cause then it looks like that guy turned you down for the Phoenix Suns. So it looks like, which is what happened. It's not what it looks like. It's what happened. Okay. He took the Phoenix Suns job no, over did. the Lakers. Yeah. Okay. Now, now everyone isn't motivated by the same thing, but that's a stressful situation. Okay, in Phoenix. Then he took that. Then you have Ty Lue, a situation which you could not have handled worse. Completely botched. Gave him an embarrassment of an offer. Then suggested that he hire Jason Kidd. Ultimate setup. Mm. Okay. And, and were you think rumors, he knew? Were... You think Ty Lue is brand new to this? He's, he's not new. He's he been did in it. He was and, Jason Kidd. And this right. And yes. this whole idea that Ty Lue like needs the situation. No, Ty Lue doesn't need anything. Yeah. Ty Lue is chilling. He's made millions and millions and millions of dollars. He knows how stressful the coaching situation can be. That's why he took some time off in Cleveland. He's not going to take this setup situation. And 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 it's it's disrespectful. He won a championship. You're not even going to give him the offer you gave Luke Walton. Mm. What what's happening? I don't even understand how this happens. How does this happen? I, I truly don't understand how you can have that many smart people in a room and no one is like, this is what we're doing.
1: The Come reason, at me. There's a motive behind all of it. That's why it's going on.
0: I, I would love to hear the motive because it looks like nobody has any control over the situation. And the people that do have the control don't have the ability to go out in public and say they have control.
1: Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Magic. No, Magic. Magic Magic dipped out because he he didn't want to. He had too many things to say. Yeah. So yeah, he got about it. It's
0: it's it's a bad situation. It's not trending in any positive direction. It doesn't feel like anybody's in control of what's happening. No disrespect to Frank Vogel, who seems like everyone likes him and respects him as a coach. But he's on a three-year deal. He's got Jason Kidd on the bench next to him, which I feel like we all feel like this is a blat situation waiting to happen. It's it just doesn't feel promising to me. It doesn't feel like they did what they needed to do to put the right pieces around LeBron. Right. And I don't think they're going to win a championship with him here. And to me, that's a failure.
1: I think times are dire. I want everyone to remember these times right now for the Lakers and LeBron James in Los Angeles because Kyrie is on his way. LeBron, J.J. Redick is going to come probably be another uh, old guy shooter. J.J. Redick? We're, we're getting shooters around. I'm, ch- I'm trying to tell you that remember this now. And I want you all to keep the same energy when LeBron and the Lakers are in the playoff hunt. And in the playoffs next year because that that's how much faith I have in LeBron because you have to like what other he got Cleveland a championship now the Lakers and the front office are continue try to make sure this is the end of LeBron but LeBron's going to go out there and play basketball
0: right i i agree with you that there is there should be some slim sliver of hope because he did bring a championship to Cleveland which I will tell you I believed was impossible.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Because of their front office and, and the because Warriors. of the Warriors mm-hmm. and all kinds of other mitigating factors. However, the Cavs turned over the franchise to LeBron. Yeah. And for whatever you say about LeBron, LeBron is not dysfunctional. No. LeBron keeps a small circle And they're about their business. And he did bring a championship to Cleveland. That's why this whole talk about, oh, we don't want to be Cleveland of the West. You should be grateful. Grateful in your prayer closet that you could possibly be the Cleveland of the West. Because right now, you look like the Phoenix of the West.
1: Yes. That's what you look like. All those LeBron haters, there's a big difference between drama and dysfunction.
0: Correct. Yes. And I'll take LeBron drama over Lakers dysfunction at this mm. point. And you're not getting either one of those. So while I would agree with you that that was possible and that did happen. The Lakers aren't following that formula. And that's yeah. why I don't have the faith that I used to have. And I think it's the end. Hear ye, hear ye. Terry Rozier is petty. Mm. Um, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. He is spilling all the tea on the Ooh. Celtics. Uh, the Celtics got embarrassed by the Bucks. Yes. No two ways about it. Gentlemen sweep. They mm-hmm. had finals, if not championship expectations. Um, we've already talked about it. I don't think that Brad Stevens is getting enough credit for not managing the situation. And I think that Terry Rozier is speaking to that. He was on ESPN and said, uh, he was asked if, if they decided to bring back the same cast next season, would he be there? He said, no, I might have to go. I put up with a lot of this, a lot this year. Uh, so I said what I said after the season. I think we all know I'm not trying to step into that again. Mm. Um, and then when he was talking about Kyrie, he said we had to come into the game and it'd be a different game plan than we kind of expected. We went through in practice, mm. whatever Kyrie wants done. He's going to show it. You just have to adjust to his style of play. Obviously in the shadow of some guys, the ball was either in Kyrie or Gordon Hayward's hand. Most of the time I felt like Terry Rozier was just in the corner on the bench. I appreciate the speaking of yourself in third term. In I person. love also, it. Uh, so much context uh, there. Here's the thing. Terry Rozier did sacrifice a lot this year. I mean, he averaged 16.5 points, 5.3 rebounds and 5.7 assists. Shot 40, basically 41% from the field and 35% from three in last year's playoffs. That was without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. This year, he dropped to 6.4 points and 1.9 assists. And obviously, he had way less playing time. And this is the question that we had about the Celtics last year when Gordon Hayward and Kyrie were not available because the team was rolling and they weren't there. So we were like, where's everyone going to fit? Whose time are you going to take away? And you can say what you want about Terry Rozier or what you want about what the Celtics did this year, but they had too much of the same thing. Gordon Hayward needs a ball in his hand to be successful. Kyrie Irving needs a ball in his hand to be successful. Jason Tatum needs a ball in his hand to be successful. Guess what? There's only one ball. John Brown. Okay? There's too much. There's too much of the same thing. There were no roles assigned clearly kyrie was the guy but brad stevens didn't bother telling everybody else like we're just going to play off mm. what kyrie does mm. and sometimes that's just what you got to do yeah. like okay drop your system i know brad stevens has this impenetrable system a system for the gods of basketball but <laughs> it Imperial. didn't work out okay yeah. so you got to make adjustments you have to play with what you have you have an incredible amount of talent this was nothing short of a disappointment i know everyone's going to come at terry rozier talking about like oh who's terry rozier well they went to the finals last year.
1: I know, Joy. Uh, but against the people, LeBron. But the people are saying, who is Terry Rozier, which I am echoing as well. Not in the sense of, like, talking trash about him. He went to Louisville. I shouts out. What I don't like is someone had to take less minutes. Someone had to sacrifice. Sure. I think that whole team sacrificed and sacrificed a lot for this last year. So for him to single himself out in these interviews feels like, eh, I mean, it feels petty.
0: I mean maybe it is but yeah. that's on like that's how he feels and clearly the Celtics had a lot of issues this year because people didn't embrace their roles and this is the problem when you have this many unproven guys because mm. everyone's trying to get their paycheck they're yeah. they're trying to prove themselves while also trying to win so there's too many dynamics at work here which comes back to my original point that everybody has to have their role know what their role is appreciate and embrace their role and that is on the leader or leaders in Brad Stevens and Kyrie Irving to do, and then you have Gordon Hayward. So, like, what's his leadership dynamic in there? Like, what role did he embrace? It just seemed like everyone had a problem with the way that Kyrie played, and like that can't work if you're going to be successful. And obviously, it didn't because it was a complete failure. There's no other way to describe it than a complete failure. Yeah. You can't have expectations like that and end the season that way. They're not going to look the same next year. I actually think they're going to trade for Anthony Davis. Please. Don't Please don't treat them. Don't treat them. Do the what do you want? What do you, you want they, Anthony they, they, Davis to be? I would go to the Celtics. I'd love him with the Celtics. Okay, okay. okay I'd love okay. him with the Celtics, which is what I think will actually happen. They're going to look totally different next year because Kyrie is either, in your opinion, going to go to LA. I think he's going to go to New York. But there's no two ways about it. The Celtics situation was, was a failure this year, and it's unfortunate because they really did have a lot of talent.
1: Keep talking, Terry. we listening. We are. It's time high key Loki.
0: All right. High key Loki key low key sometimes i remember to sing and sometimes i don't
1: that's actually the new one that should be the new drop cut it (laughs)
0: is that it (laughs) all right uh high key uh we missed the nfl because the power ranking lists are starting to emerge we're getting impatience Mm -hmm. um and low key can everyone just stop with the 49ers
1: okay joy
0: i mean look they're gonna be better than they were last year but i feel like everyone's being a wee bit dramatic. Troy, sure,
1: they lost their quarterback. They're, 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 get him out of here. I'm Tom Brady. Get him out of here. I'm getting nervous. Quarterback.
0: Yeah. That guy that's played how many games in the NFL? How many full games has, has uh, Jimmy G played in the NFL? Like 10? 10 full games. 10 full games. Ten full hand- full two games.
2: handfuls. Yeah.
0: This many. <laughs> That's not a lot. I, I mean, listen. I I I believe I said that Jimmy G was going to be a bust. That was my original take, <laughs> and then take, I backed yes. off of it because I later learned that Bill Belichick wanted to replace Tom Brady with him. Yes, which made me feel like maybe Bill Belichick knows a few more things about football than me. So maybe I was wrong. Right. Okay. Now I'm waiting somewhere in the lukewarm waters of what Jimmy G will become. What? I just really I don't know. I feel like everyone's being so dramatic okay, about the 49ers. Okay, We don't know. Okay, so I say this because Peter King put out his uh, power rankings yes. list, which is just some 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 staggering things on here. Uh, so the Chiefs are one are in first place. He likes the teams he likes. One. Uh, I'm not gonna argue with that. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots, the Colts. Now the Colts are going to be a lot better than they were last year.
1: Yeah. Um, and they were sneaky good because they, they were lost sneaky all those good games. I'm
0: I don't know I don't find the Colts to be fascinating, so I'm sort of I guess content wishing against that. Yeah. Um, the Rams, Chargers, Saints, these are in order. The 49ers are in seventh, but I just think it's just dramatically high. Yeah. He has them higher than the Eagles, um, than the Bears, Vikings, Browns, Ravens, Seahawks, Packers, Texans, and the Cowboys are sixteenth. Yeah. The Steelers eighteenth, and the Dolphins thirty-two, which is disrespectful. Um the <laughs> Steelers,
1: disrespectful. Uh, is, is
0: disrespectful. Uh,
1: it's disrespectful. The Steelers
0: are way too low. The Cowboys are too low. The Browns are way too high. Everyone's got to stop tripping off the Browns, and not saying that the Browns are going to be better because they yeah. are going to be better. But the Ravens are not better than the Seahawks, Packers, Texans, and Cowboys. So let's just stop there. And what is this? What is this disrespect for the Cowboys and the Steelers? I don't understand What, what happened? It's just a, it's just some, some some dramatic swings that need to be made in this list here. And the Bears are too high as well at number nine. Too high. Too the, high.
1: The Cowboys being in the middle of the NFL is a gift. Why? No, it's not a gift. We want the Cowboys to be the best team in the NFL. I know. It's fine. The, the, the numbers, they're okay.
0: No. We want the Cowboys to be the best always. Always the Cowboys. The Cowboys and Chiefs are the— if, if, if Listen, if anyone out there in the universe that has the power to make this happen, please put the Cowboys and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Please. Thank you. Good night. Whatever gifts or candles, seances, whatever we got to do to make that happen, let us know. Life sacrifices, okay? Human uh, or goats, yep. whatever. Firstborns. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> Is this your way of telling us that you're pregnant? No, you pregnant! It's my favorite
1: joke. Star, it's my favorite
0: joke.
1: Oh my gosh, it's as oddly mindblowing. You're blushing. You. Y'all know no, the sex yet? Yes what's Am I next high no high
0: high key low key okay. next uh, don't make me your kids at all mom. that's a mistake um all right hi, next uh high key i know pizza okay i worked in pizza restaurant <laughs> i have dropped an entire hot pizza on someone's back before mm.
1: um a veteran in the game yeah okay
0: that was rough that was rough to talk my way out of um, it was an accident. I mean, I'm a clumsy <laughs> person. I talked
1: my way out of. She did not get in any what? trouble for this. I mean, what
0: could you do? Like, it's dropped. It's there. The pizza's on the back and it's hot. Like, what could you do? Woo! No. It slipped.
1: You should put this in your Twitter bio. That is hilarious. It was
0: really. It was the most embarrassed I've ever been in my life. Obviously, and there's nothing you can say. And it was a huge table of like eight people. Oh. So obviously, all their food was free. Ooh. And that guy's uh, face. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're not prepared, you know. It's just you're standing there enjoying your eating, and then all of a sudden there's a hot pizza on your back. Oh,
1: my gosh. One slice, one hot. Whole on a- oven pizza. Oh, oh, and it's so it's crispy, got leaving black char. Mm. Just dragging. It. It's pizza not brand. even floppy. Yeah, That's yeah. That's a pizza
2: brand. Oh, man. It's
0: not my finest moment. Why we bring up um, pizza? Low-key, pizza scissors ends badly. So there's a new trend uh, in New York. Um, New York Magazine called it the newest pizzeria trend. Uh, diners sit down, they order. and When their food arrives, it doesn't come out with knives or pizza cutters. It comes out with scissors. Uh, I would like for hipsters to stop doing things like this. <laughs> and,
1: don't blame them for and this. And
0: I don't understand why anyone would want any type of device where they could slice or cut their finger over the pizza. Okay. As someone who's handled a lot of pizza and mishandled a lot of pizza, yes. this seems like a bad idea. I'm, I'm against at... it.
1: They look pretty cool, though. Like look at look at the pizza scissors. You know what I mean? It's just like, imagine.
0: I mean, you got. I... Are they
2: like the the, the little kids? The handle so the handle is
1: dramatically raised above the blades. It's a lot for for not falling and I cutting. Don't, you know what?
0: The only thing I want to work for when it comes to food yeah. is crab legs.
1: Mm, and wings.
0: Wings aren't work. You just put them in your mouth and you twist. The...
1: R And at the end, those are two things. At the
0: end, you pop the entire thing in. You pull with the teeth. This. There you go. And if you're a real one, you eat the bones. Okay? There's really not that much going on. All right? That That, that is extra. That's, pizza is meant to be picked up and delivered into the face. So there's okay. not any extra cutting that needs to be done at the For table. For time, I'm not
1: fighting you on this. What was wrong with no, cutting pizza no. traditionally? Why? I mean,
0: what, is cut, this, pe- what is this fix? I don't know. What is yeah, this people, solve? People always need something new to do at dinner. I, like, oh, like, let's put down our phones. No, I, what should we do talk. with our hands? I be on record. Well, cut the pizza with our pizza scissors. I
1: want to be on record that I tried to cut this short, but since we're talking about it, let's talk about it. I don't always feel like the slices are the, like the slice that I'm ready to eat. Does that make sense? Like, I would cut two of those. Like, if I had pizza scissors, I would give me a very generous first slice, and I wouldn't even need a bunch of other so slices. So you
0: are just going to take extra pizza slices? What, what you are you sharing? Doing the it's,
1: for, it's for curating.
0: No, it's it's for people to be extra, okay? Which okay. is why you like this. Uh, normally, I would like this, but it seems I'm not good with sharp things either. All right, and finally, uh, High Key Snapchat is very innovative. You know, they find ways for all of us to record our faces into the database thing yes, for the man. Yes, yes, yes. Um, they have, that is a thing. It's mm-hmm. a transaction. No, um, no I don't care because anyone who thinks that they're off the matrix, you're just silly. Uh, but Loki, I make a very handsome man.
1: You looked, you looked handsome. You looked handsome in the photo. Uh, should we, should we pull it up? Should we let people yeah, see okay. it? Yeah. Okay. So
0: uh, over the weekend, I discovered uh, through social media that Snapchat has given us a great gift. You know, they give us gifts sometimes. They give us the the ear the ear ones with the oh, nose. That's not a gift. It was. Um, but, yeah. Girls love Snapchat filters because yes. they're fun. Um, And they also take away your zits. So that's fine. But they have a new filter where it turns you into a boy. Oh. (laughs) Honey. I mean, I look like my dad, to be honest with you. And the weird thing is, is that most girls end up looking like their brother. Ariana did it. She looks like her brother. So funny. Uh, I haven't seen Ashley. She doesn't want to participate. Pull up
1: that Post Malone picture. (laughs)
0: <laughs> ashley did go as post malone for halloween yeah, we'll um just, which is what I, yeah it was basically yeah. this yeah. it was basically this uh and then so it's very fun if you haven't participated mm-hmm. um it's worth downloading snapchat just to do that and then you can you want with it
1: disagree but continue. Uh, we,
0: we, we'll, we'll post it we'll post it, yeah, it we might as well. We have, we'll, we'll put it up on I, michelle
1: tongue. put my face on facetime against it we'll put both of ours up there We're we're handsome people still
0: uh, true. Yeah. It's just true. Like yeah. you're beautiful and I'm handsome. <laughs> and um, just, you know, I, I've I've asked my friends for their photos of themselves. Yes. Not everyone's handsome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone. Yeah. Not. It
0: doesn't work for everyone. That's true. Like if you are going to be a and it's very accurate. Like people who have brothers look like their brothers.
1: Yeah. They do. So No, Michelle tried it and she looked like her brother. It it's was weird, very, right? I didn't like it. It's creepy. I didn't like you don't it want anyone to unsee it? I, I yeah, don't, don't know like it. Yeah, you know what's weird? Because Earl wasn't very high on this either. I don't like seeing myself. <laughs> I was like, I told Michelle, get this off my screen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see this. I
0: love it. I my think it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Loser power rankings. Loser, Loser power rankings. These are Loser 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 the losers the week. week. Oh, the process, sweet process. Talk to me. Sweet process has been processed.
1: Oh, um, yes. so that was that was we some way. The wrong, a different name.
0: Uh huh. That was some way to <laughs> to end a nickname. Although I gotta say, Kawhi Leonard out here looking like MJ, and I, and I as a zealot, I don't say that lightly.
2: No, nor
0: it, should you. I I uh, uh, to... I like
2: that.
0: I equivalent... Mm, talk about um, what you equivalent. I equivalent...
1: What you equivalent saying with? Saying
0: people are like MJ mm-hmm. to anyone singing Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. <laughs> right? You really should not do that.
1: Okay. And
0: Kawhi, that shot and that game was very MJ-like. And everyone who adores MJ agrees. That's a tough way to lose. But... That said, I never really felt like the Sixers were going to win. I've been saying this about the Raptors. Yeah. And even though the Raptors were basically just Kawhi, he still made it happen. Nobody wanted to shoot at the end of that game. And then he took the shot and blew the Sixers' hearts out. I'm okay with Embiid crying at the end of the game. I know everyone's like, you know, you're a your man, you don't cry. You don't have feelings. It's fine. Like he cares. Yes.
1: You're allowed to cry for the sports. You're,
0: you're, you're allowed to cry for the sports. I'm okay yeah. with it. Um and, and the last three possessions of that game for for the Sixers were just a disaster. I mean how how does that happen? It, it just it, it just all fell apart. They're not gonna look the same next year. I mm-hmm. don't know if Jimmy Butler's gonna be back, although the Ford's a lot of money to walk away from but we'll see. He says he has enough money, so he's maybe gonna go where he wants to go. They gotta figure out what they're gonna do with Tobias Harris but the process is done. We're done talking about the process.
1: I mean, honestly, the process will end it when they m- drafted Markel Foltz. I mean, they should have just kind of given up on the process at that point in time. Yeah, we're done with the names. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, next in Loser Power Rankings is the Saints. Mm. Okay, I'm going to say this for one last time because I do adore the city of New Orleans. As I've said, yes. I feel like I was I was there in a past life and had made some some type of monumental movement there. Right, Maybe, but Gail Benson owns the Saints, and she did. She was giving a commencement speech, mm-hmm. um, at Loyola University. I'm missing a word in the middle of there, but we're just gonna call it Loy- Loyola University. Was it
1: Loyola. I don't know. Marymount. All of them are. No. No. Okay.
0: Um. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, she was giving the commencement speech, and she decided to bring up once again. The no call, please stop talking about it. You are not the only team that has had a blown call at the end of a game that influenced the rest of your history as an organization. Ask the Miami Hurricanes, it happens. You talk about it, you get angry amongst each other. You don't go publicly complaining about it for the rest of time. That's what keeps your franchise from ever recovering from it. We're tired of hearing about it. Boo, freaking who. We were all on your side and you have abused your right to talk about it. We're done. Have I made myself clear? All right, moving on. Finally, the Rockets. Oh, oh, the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets. We have talked so much about the Houston Rockets, and we have been so right
1: about the Houston Rockets. I'm just saying. Can we just
0: give ourselves a hand for how right we've been about the Houston Rockets? Yeah, yeah, just
1: go ahead. And and it pains me that the Houston Floppets did it again. No, it doesn't pain me,
0: because they are not a fun team to watch. No. And I like P.J. Tucker, and I like Clint Capella. Yes, I like Um, Eric Gordon. I like Eric Gordon. Um, I don't enjoy Harden's style of play and yeah, whatever with Chris Paul, all right? But I just don't, I don't like the Rockets, uh, how they handled the series in the beginning, with the nonsense with the referees mm-hmm. and the montage, it's just silliness. That's, the Warriors are better than you, and they showed that. And then Kevin Durant, you had an absolute wide-open opportunity to crush the Warriors. They were vulnerable, and instead, you decided to lose. They're not going to look the same next year. I think we're done with this. And I also think it's time to talk about the fact that Mike D'Antoni's teams score a lot of points. They have great offense. They don't win big games. That's it. Can someone else say it besides me? Because I feel like nobody's saying it. He
2: needs to grow that mustache back or something because it's not working.
0: I don't have a problem with Mike D'Antoni. I just think it's it's, this is what it is. Like You get a bunch of buckets. You get great stats in his system. He lets them go out and hoop. And it, it doesn't work it's cool you're in the playoffs you have some if you consider that to be success which clearly he does because he said a couple years right. ago winning a championship doesn't define our season it does it does define your season it actually does you are going to be known as a team that couldn't get over the Warriors and nobody cares about that being an excuse because we're all going to remember Kevin Durant was out all on his own nobody Can't injured him home. calf strain just running down the court and Steph Curry didn't score a point in the first half mm. it was wide open the first, y'all
1: decide half, to lose. first half of the Splash got them a 21 in the first half of that game. The other half of the Splash Brothers, 23, or 33 in the other half. Like
0: You couldn't even get it to a Game 7. It's done. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Darren
1: Morey said it the best. He congratulates the Warriors after they lose every time, every year, every tweet. <laughs> and this year he said, when you come at the King, you best not miss. Congrats, Warriors. Yeah. Well, That's it's it. true.
0: All right. What's in the Migos Culture Report this week?
1: In Season 8, Episode 5 of Game of Thrones titled The Bells, here's what happened. Varys told Jon Snow that he should be on Iron Throne. Jon Snow said, I don't want it. Daenerys told Jon Snow to come over here and get, get down and dirty. Jon Snow said, I don't want it. Daenerys heard Kings of the Bells and Kings Landing and kept killing everybody. Jon Snow said, I don't want it. Cersei is still hard-headed and delusional and dies under some rocks with her brother lover and Game of Thrones fans watched the entire episode and they're screaming, I don't want it. I Joy. feel like you
0: throw a beat under that and that <laughs> is
1: Joy, straight what did fire. you think of the second to last episode of Game of Thrones? Can you
0: read that back but only in Bone Crusher voice? What, no, I'm joking. I don't want it. I
1: can't do
0: it. I don't want it. What was the question?
1: Uh, what did you think of the second to last episode of Game of Thrones? So
0: it took a lot. I, it took a whole couple of days of processing right. for me to reach the same verdict that pretty much everyone else has reached. I, um, I lost $10, which I don't appreciate. <laughs> what, $10? I you lost $10. I bet that Cersei would win. Although, technically, can they pay out yet? Because the season's not over, so she might have survived the brick, brick shower. Um, but <laughs> that's what it was. Here's the problem that everyone has with this, and, and, and it's it's like this. Anytime you're trying to wrap something up, you know, you, you push everything together. You know, you're trying to wrap it up, all right, throw yep. this in there, throw this in there. And these characters deserve better, and the fans deserve better, and that's why people are complaining, and people sure. are upset. No, seriously, Cersei is one of the greatest television villains of all time. She survived everything. She survived everything. She survived the entire show. Okay, her and Jamie. And Jamie with this with this back to the heel turn thing. I mean, get out of here, all right? You're going to take down Brienne of Tarth and then you're going to go back to Cersei. <laughs> all right, nobody has time for that.
1: He's he's a different type of killer. He's out in these streets. Right. He, he's
0: out in the streets i can't even talk about jamie he doesn't deserve any time the point is cersei deserved a real death she deserved an aria with the face the, the the many faces person to come up as jamie lannister and stab her in the neck like we all wanted her to all right if cersei is gonna die she's not gonna die in a brick shower all right that's not fair <laughs> it's not right it should have been more elaborate and for that matter it's, few, elaborate. it's if i don't see some many face nonsense with aria before the end of this season she I just want, the Night King. i want all my time oh She didn't do it as a many face person. She just jumped in the air. That
1: whole season of watching her do that crap was to prove that she could kill the Night King and we can be done with that conversation. No, she's done with
0: the training. What do we say to to the God of Death? Not today. I don't... Poking with the pointy end. That was that. Uh, that was Listen. for. I had to watch a whole season with these weirdos with the faces in the hall for nothing. Yeah. You better kill someone with another face or explain what all that was for. All right. So the just... bottom line is this: these characters—they're all falling apart. Uh, everyone's flipping out. The Khaleesi turned out to be There's bad. One her episode fam- left. Her whole family's crazy. So what did you think was going to happen? You think she's just going to be like the calm one? Yeah, you think sure. they were going to behead her best friends yeah. and she's going to burn everyone up and then all of a sudden she's going to decide not to burn everything up? I mean, I hated it just like everyone else. But what did you think was going to happen?
1: She said specifically to that old lady who tried to marry her daughter to the King's Landing people I don't want to be the queen of ashes and then she she flipped it back she crazy she's the, crazy the, the mad queen what?
0: okay Apple don't,
1: don't fall far from the dragon
0: tree alright all I'm saying is this last episode better be the best thing we've ever seen in uh, our entire lives what do you want I want excellence I want some <laughs> yeah. sort of a la- well, who is Bran why no. do we have to suffer through all that Bran ch- children of the north tree people
1: uh, shit Oh my gosh! I
0: need some explanations and the, um, honestly the last episode better be three hours long with all the explanations for they're why not, I had to sit
1: through those not,
0: horrible storylines. I better get a payoff on Bran because I haven't. I better get a payoff on Arya because I haven't. I better get an explanation for why Cersei just died in some brick shower. And I better get Jon Snow on the Iron Throne or all of this was a waste of my time. It's very obvious that they've gone off the books
1: joy the literally these people get paid to waste our time like this like that's a, when i watched it back i was so mad i watched it back and i was like oh yeah this is all just distraction like this is what it's supposed to be no. this is going to end like what do i want from this no. it's just going to end I, hear, I was
0: explaining i shout out to amber i was explaining to my friend on twitter because she doesn't watch game of thrones okay Here's the thing. This is why Game of Thrones is so impactful. This is for you, Heller, okay? Because Heller yes. thinks he's too cool for Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's Ashley all thinks this. he's too cool for Game of Thrones. Don't right. care, but I can't get out of the room, so go ahead. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well so you're gonna sit there and you're gonna listen. Yeah. This is the wrap up of Game of Thrones, all right? This is the reason why it matters so deeply to nerds like me, yes. because in order to watch Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. you have to be invested of Game yes, of Thrones yes, because yes. There's, it's a made up place yeah. which you have to transport yourself to. Mm-hmm. The names are impossible. There's oh, 7,000 different characters. Yes. They're flashing from forward to back all to people that are dead to not dead, right. people who die, come back to life. They kill your favorite character with no warning. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of stuff going on. You have to be invested. It's a very complex, emotional show What's going with on? very... Uh, with, with layers Mm -hmm. so you have to be invested so when it comes down to things like this where you have millions of people invested in it all together you watch them the show you want to talk about it with other people
1: that's Agreed. what it is. Okay, I, the, so the you, conversation. Some people can't
0: figure out like, why are you guys talking about dragons? Like, it's not about the the the, the dragon. Okay, and it's, it's all about, about the dragons. fact that I've invested hours and hours and hours and hours of my life. Ooh, I can't get back, so many hours. and I want to talk about why these things matter to me and yes. other people who watch it feel the same way. And that's the best explanation I can give you. It's an investment.
1: Well, okay, but they, yes, uh, no, that, and I'm not invested. So, right,
0: and you're not invested, which is fine. I totally understand it. But but you have to understand that if you are watching the show, right. you have to be invested. It's not like a casual. Watch. Yeah,
1: and uh, the, the thing, okay, and we we always talk about the storyline and people it's not think, like
0: Real Housewives, right? People think that like people are watching. Last episode, they fought,
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly. The reunion show of Game of Thrones, though, would be great to watch. Um, but at the end of the day, what they're doing cinematically is amazing on screen. The production that they're putting right. to it, the actors, like the storylines, is whatever. But like what you're seeing visually, right. is a work of art in itself. Like they built that. Town and destroyed it for that last episode. Yeah, like no, they, they built it and destroyed it, and they had to put containers up so people in Ireland couldn't watch what they were doing. Like, it's a it's a it's an incredible production feat.
0: Yes, it is. That yes. that, that is. I'm glad you said that because that is the other part of it too. It's not cheaply made. No, it's like an, a full immersive. It's experience. not silly. Yeah,
1: it seems silly when you it hear people talk about it. That but we've it been like, talking about
0: this long; it seems a bit much. Yeah, but it's an investment, so it's not a it's not a waste of time. Unless, I don't get an explanation about Arya.
1: Did you hear about they they gave, they offered them more episodes in this last season? And they said, "Nah, we good." What they I, offered the creators more episodes, and they was like, "You know what? Yeah, give us about six, and we're gonna." I mean, because honestly,
0: <laughs> the, the actors and actresses had seemed like they had had enough. Yeah,
1: and they that, got a prequel that's coming that's probably going to answer a lot of un. No no no, 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 no 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 not a
2: prequel oh there, really there are prequels Please, coming no, yeah. oh
1: that's Please exciting have,
0: yeah. is there books for it no not the prequel
1: oh, no this is all tv baby we in here
0: all right thanks for joining us this week make sure you follow us on our social media pages at maybe i'm crazy pod yes. newman show 99 joy taylor talks um subscribe on youtube yes at the maybe i'm crazy podcast we are on the iheart media app yep soundcloud hmm spotify right apple Podcasts. right youtube and then we that's that's us you can find us anywhere thank you to Marcus Johnson for joining us Um, legends and you can follow him on social media old (sighs) school 888 he did dunk he did dunk
1: 63
0: like that I mean it wasn't on someone like that makes it seem like like dunked on someone but he did dunk Um, good follow so thank you Tim, for joining us thank you guys for joining us make sure you check out the update on Friday mornings with Brandon Newsman if you subscribe on YouTube you will get that automatically obviously Um, and we'll catch you next week bye
2: Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not.